Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. But we have definitely stepped into a moment this morning, and I'm here to declare to you, it's not done. We're going to continue to operate in what we've already stepped into. Yes, there will be transition. Yes, we're going to go from worship to the Word. But church, this thing ain't done yet. And I believe we could go home now and would have already had church because of what God said. What did God say? You need If you didn't catch it, let me just reiterate what your God has already spoken over you today. It's going to get better. We can go home now and we would have already had church because we believe God said that it's getting better for Jordan and baby Jameson. You either believe that or you don't. Well, it don't look better, Pastor Manny. Well, see, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what God is trying to tell us. Are you going to go by what you see or by what he says? Because what he, what he said, church overrides what we see and I'm here to declare to you maybe you're facing a situation today in fact it lines up with the word that the Lord gave me if you're facing a situation today that does not look like it's getting any better you need to know what God is saying over your sit not just over your situation it's getting better why because God said it's getting better because God is making it better church hallelujah I believe you believe that today thank you Miss Rebecca hallelujah well Pastor Manny where do you get your messages from well from the Holy Spirit and I remember as I get into this I want to ask you to turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17 I remember Thursday evening at telling Cammie, my wife, who wasn't last Sunday awesome. Aren't you thankful that you can live undivided? What a word from God. But I remember going to her Thursday evening saying, hon, I need a word for Sunday. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, yeah, you do. Because <laughs> we're, we're in this thing together. She, she does it the same way. I need to go get with God. I, what do you want to say to the people, Lord? Well, that was Thursday evening. I'll show you how the Lord works. Friday morning, I go to work to my part-time job, my other gig I've got at GP Rents over in Davis, Great Plains Rental. And there's a lady, a co-worker that works in one of the other uh, locations that emailed me at work. And it came in the, to the work computer. And our manager, John Haynes, some of you know John, he's our manager over there. Good man, good man. And he got the email, it was addressed to me, and it said, uh, hey, you got an email from Vicki, and she has a question for you. She's a believer. Isn't it awesome to work with believers? No, that's not always the case, and we're there for the unbeliever. Come on, somebody. That's why you're there, to get them saved, amen? But she emailed me and said, what are your five smooth stones? And I knew immediately, that's all, the, that's all it was in the email, just a question. What are you, from one believer to another, what are your five smooth stones? 
that hit me like a ton of bricks. It took me a whole day and a half to respond back to her because the Lord just started ministering to me. What are your five stones? Smooth stones. And you know, if you know the Bible, you know that comes from the story of David and Goliath. Well, in all of this, church, I believe he's given me something for you as it relates to what you've been given to bring your giants down. The giant of affliction. He came down today. The devil is a lie. That giant of infirmity, he come down today. That giant of lack, he comes down today. That giant of intimidation. Do you know that's what's happening in our country today? There is an intimidating spirit coming forth, trying to intimidate God's people coming down today. Could be a giant of... Your past. Some people just have a hard time getting past their past. He was, and one thing about Goliath, he never went away until he was dealt with. When all of God's people at that moment were paralyzed in fear, there was one who stepped up in faith and said, Who is this? uncircumcised Philistine that would dare defy the armies of the living God. And church, that is when it changed. What I'm trying to tell you is that thing that stands in front of you and I, come on, let's not act religious. If you are sitting here today and you would say into yourself, I don't have any giants, that's your giant. Can we just be real in the house of God? Come on, we ain't all there yet. We are all a work in progress, but we ain't there yet. I'm not, and you're not either. We all have giants, things that oppose us. Oh, yes, and you know what? Notice, dealing with just people that are going somewhere. If you weren't going anywhere, if you were just settling with just playing church, just being a little religious, a little dabble, do you, little church on Sunday, and then you go and live your life Monday through Saturday the way you want to with no change, no spiritual growth, no spiritual change, then you can live that way. But see, for those of us that have been called, church, to live this life, to live out our faith in God and His Word... Don't be surprised when you face some opposition. That's why you're being opposed because you're making progress. You're going somewhere and that's why we face opposition. But let's get into this. See, this is a story not just about a nine foot nine giant and a shepherd boy. This is a story that relates to today. This is a story about good and evil. Still dealing with it today. This is a story about right versus wrong. And we're still dealing with it today. So I'm confident that this is going to minister to you today because we're still seeing this opposition take place today. Oh yes, the kingdom of darkness trying to oppose the kingdom of light. Still going on right now in 2021, but I've come today, church, 
to, I believe, help us understand that we've been given something to bring down everything and anything that tries to oppose us. Five smooth stones. You got to know you've been given something to fight with. Let's get into it. First Samuel 17, beginning in verse 45. David said to the Philistine, he was speaking to Goliath, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. See, you got to learn how to speak to your problem. (laughs) I feel the Holy Ghost up in here today. You've got to learn how to speak to your problem. See, it's okay to go to God and talk to him about your problems. That's okay to do that. But sometimes, church, we just got to learn how to talk to our problems about our God. That's what we did this morning. We took the problem to the almighty God. And that's what David is doing here. When everybody else was in fear of the problem, David was speaking right to it. Did you catch that? He's talking to the problem, to the Philistine giant. And he said, this day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Come on. You got to learn how to talk to your problem. Because your problem, many times we're letting the problem do all the talking. Woe is me. I'll never get past this. I'll never get through this. How could they? But until you speak to it and not about it, it'll never go. Goliath never left until he was dealt with. The Bible says he came every day for 40 days. And what did he do? Taunted God's people. And he did not go away until he was dealt with. I've come to tell you today, we, the Spirit of God has already been released in this place to deal with some things. Let's keep going. This day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's. And he will give all of you into our hands. In verse 48, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him. Watch this now. David ran quickly to the battle. See, let me teach you today. You cannot run from your problems. Because they're not going anywhere. They'll follow you. But you can run to your problems like David did. He ran to the giant. And when you run to your problems, guess what? Then God will begin to help you deal with your problems. We cannot change what we are not willing to confront. That's what David teaches us here. He ran to the issue. He ran to the problem. He ran to the opposition, not from it. And that's a word, church. You got to run to the problem, not from it. You got to face it. You got to deal with it. Because you've got a God in heaven that is on your side that will help you, that will bring this thing down. 
on your behalf. And here's where I get the message from today in verse 49. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. The giant fell. He came down. Let me just give you a little more for reference here, just how we can speak to our problem. David said to Saul, and I'm going to skip on up to verse 32. Now, let no one lose heart on account of this issue. Ooh, that, 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 was, that already happened. Did you see that? Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine, of this giant, this opposition. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You do. Just because Saul was no longer able to see God's victory in his life because of his dis... Oh, let me teach you the entire text today. See, Samuel was anointed of God too. But because he started wanting the acclamation, he started wanting the affirmation, he started wanting all of the praise of the people. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. So just because somebody is no longer seeing victory in their life because of their choices. Don't let them tell you what you can and cannot see in your life. You got to be careful who who you let talk to you. Because that was Saul. You can't go do this. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this problem, this opposition, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Notice he called them an uncircumcised Philistine. That meant David knew something about circumcision and what nothing but a teenager. Oh my gosh, what did that mean? That man, that giant hadn't, hadn't been cut on, which means he was not part of covenant people. Oh, let me encourage you today. You do not want to be uncut living in these days that we're living. Finning for yourself, just, just relying on, on religion and relying on You need to be in covenant relationship with your heavenly Father through Jesus Christ because covenant people are covered people. I said something right there. Covenant people are covered people. That does not mean we don't go through things, but that what that means is we don't go through it alone. And he'll bring us through every time. I'm here to speak to you. Your giant is coming down. It's been opposing you long enough. It's coming down. Why? Because you are cut. You have a covenant relationship because of Jesus Christ. There was, there was blood that was shed on your behalf. That tells you and I we are in covenant today. You cannot have a covenant without the shedding of blood. Hallelujah, church. You got to know whether you are in a covenant man or woman or not. Have you applied the blood of Jesus to your life or not? If you have, you're covered today, church. If you haven't, you need to be. You don't want to be living in this day and time uncovered, unprotected. 
But what was David saying here when he told Saul, look what I did with the Lord helped me with the lion and the bear. What was he saying? Let me teach you today. You and I have to learn how to reflect on past victories. I believe mom was able to speak under the anointing of God today and declare and prophesy and speak the word of the Lord over baby Jameson and Jordan. I believe it came from something within her because she's been in that position before. She has seen the Lord deliver her while the doctors told her, we don't know. We've done all we can do. You might as well put your car keys up. You'll never drive again. She was diagnosed with MS. Notice I said was. No longer diagnosed with MS. Healed by the power of God today. Come on, let's give God praise. That's a good place for that. But that further validates my point. I believe she was speaking from her experience. She was, she knows, see, you cannot pray to a God as healer if you don't know him as a healer. If all you know him as is your savior, we're glad that you do. Praise God that you're saved. But church, God wants you to know him as healer as deliverer there's folks in here that are struggling with addiction and you've not been set free and delivered by the power of God can I tell you you don't need somebody to lay hands on you today can I tell you how to get delivered from that substance from that addiction you just got to know him as a deliverer he is your deliverer he done already delivered you on the cross but do you know him that way Seeing because of what mom was speaking and prophesying and declaring over what she knows. No one will ever be able to convince her that her God is not a healer. Because she saw God touch her body and heal her of MS. When the, when the doctor's report showed, the, the scan of her brain showed it to look like hamburger meat. Some of y'all know that story, that testimony. MS. I'm here to tell you, no longer. Diagnosed with MS, healed by the power of God. So we got to learn how to reflect on past victories. Hallelujah. There was a victory that came to Cam and I in 2020. I'm about to explode in 2021, I think. I hope y'all can handle it. I don't mean to be all crazy, but there was a victory that we experienced in 2020 that has catapulted us to a whole nother level. And he is no respecter. (laughs) You got to understand something. When I say something like that, I'm not trying to bring attention to myself. What he's done for us, I tell it to you for a reason. What he's done for us, he'll do for you. And what he is, let let me say that right. What he is doing for us, he is doing for you. And your family, come on, and your future. Oh my gosh. Let me just get to verse 40. Then David took his staff in his hand. Watch this now. I'll quit when I need to quit. Don't worry. Oh, honey, what we going to do with that roast I put in the oven this morning? We'll get there. I can move quickly. I I I believe it when I see it, Pastor Manny. Hallelujah. (laughs) Then he took his staff in his hand. Here it is. He chose what? Five smooth stones from the stream. Put them in his pouch of that shepherd's bag with his sling in his hand. And he went and approached the giant. See, you got to know what you're carrying. 
Maybe you've come in here today and you've got nothing in your bag. That's why you're here. Because you're fixing to leave with something in that bag today. And here it is. Here it is. Well, what am I leaving with? Number one. Well, he only used one stone, Pastor Manny. Come on, I know, I know my Bible that much. You talking about, yes, he had five smooth stones, but we all know the story. He only used one, and that's true. Well, what does that say to you? Why did he have ba- uh, five in the bag? I just believe this. Any one of them he would have pulled out with five characteristics. He only needed one, but he had five. And I believe this. Here are the five characteristics of an overcomer. Here's what you and I need to have in our bag to bring it down, to bring that thing down. Number one, I believe he had the stone of praise. David was a praiser. Do you know he wrote most of the psalms that you and I read and sing? A lot of the songs that we do, they're actually psalms that were turned into songs. In fact, the word psalm literally means a song or a hymn. David was a praiser. See, why is praise so important? Why do you have to have praise in your bag? See, it can't just be something you have in church. I said you got to have it in your bag. You got to know how to praise him at home. When all hell breaks loose, you got to get you a praise at home. It's got to be in your bag. Why is that so important, Pastor Manny? Because the word of God says... He inhabits the praises of his people. The quickest way to get God in on your situation is to just simply praise him for who he is. I heard somebody say, praise is God's address. You want to find God? Just get you a praise because he'll be right there. He inhabits the praises of his people. You've got to have that in your bag. Well, I'm just... Don't believe in lifting hands and shouting like y'all do. Well, that could be the problem. You need to put that in your bag. Let's keep going. The second stone. I got to get through this. The second stone. Not just praise. Are you a praiser? Do you love to praise God? Do you know you were made to praise? Not to pout. Not to be a pessimist, you were made to praise. The second stone you need in your bag is the stone of humility. I can preach right here. Humility. David walked in humility. How do I know that? This was after he was anointed by the prophet Samuel. He was anointed in chapter 16. Now I'm reading from chapter 17. He had already been anointed. But he did not take the throne until 15 years later. That's for somebody. When is it going to happen? When God wants it to happen. And it's usually not overnight. (laughs) But watch this now. David was anointed. But when his dad, he took, took him back to the tending of sheep, even after he was anointed king. And he was tending the sheep 
And his dad went to him and said, I need you to go check on your brothers and take them some food and supplies. And David, yes, anointed David, was obedient to his father's instruction. And he goes to the battlefield and takes his brothers the food and supplies. You know what I see in that church? See, David was obedient to his father's instruction. David was still, even after he was anointed, and his, he was anointed in front of his brothers. But even after he was anointed in front of his brothers, he was still able to serve his brothers. There's something there for us, church. you got to have this stone of humility in your bag. See, here's what I'm trying to say. Saved people serve. If you're saved in this church, you ought to be serving in this church. Because saved people serve. And we'll help you find a place to serve. I believe anointed people should be some of the most humble people you'll ever meet in your life. But too many times we let the anointing of God go to our head. I've seen that happen more times than I can count in my 30 plus years of being around the ministry. That was Saul. He let the anointing go to his head. But you see, anointed, truly anointed people. People that come to really know and understand what the anointing is and why we are anointed. When you truly have come to that place, anointed people should be the most humble people you'll ever meet in your life. That was David. Let's keep going. How about the stone of faith? Faith. David had courage. He had faith. Come on, when all of the other men in that, because of what army? The Bible says they were petrified because of what they saw. The Bible says Goliath was about nine feet nine. Let me put that in perspective. A regulation basketball goal is 10 feet. That means the brother could probably dunk with the best of them. But now watch this. Here's here's the takeaway. Here's what I want you to see about faith. When the Bible describes Goliath, the Bible describes what he looked like. What he looked like in detail. The Bible described this giant, how big he was, what he wore, what he said, he shouted and taunted God's people. When the Bible describes Goliath, the Bible uh, describes his size, his sight, what he looked like, and his shout. See, the Bible described of Goliath his physical attributes. But when the Bible describes this little shepherd boy, David, the Bible describes David as a young teenage boy with courage, conviction, Oh, I just wish it would fall on the house of God. Courage, conviction, and confidence. See, where Goliath was described by his physical attributes, David was described by his spiritual attributes. Faith, courage, conviction, and confidence. See, when you understand 
that we don't look at what we see. We go by what God's word says. It will enable you and I to put your problems in perspective. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say today. Yeah, I know there's things opposing you and I. Yeah, and I know he's got some things that he's saying that Goliath was shouting. I know it looks bad. I know it looks big. But you got to know something. When you operate by faith, not by, not by what you see. Again, I'll go back to what I believe the Lord said right after worship. We don't go by what we see. We go by what God's word says. And what God said to us today, it is getting better. We don't go by what we see. See, when you have that kind of faith, then you're able to put your problems in perspective. I'm not denying the problem today. I'm just telling you how to put that thing in perspective. A godly perspective. And then the fourth one, prayer. I believe prayer is one of the things that's most talked about, but the most misunderstood. Because oftentimes the, the prayer, either a wish, prayer life of the believer consists mainly of either a wish list or God, get me out of this. Either we're in asking mode or we're in begging mode. But can I just say this? I true and God will hear you. Hey, he is a loving father. Don't hear me wrong. You can come to God with any problem you have. I, I, please hear me. I'm not minimizing that when we are hurting and we come to God and we're crying out. Don't, don't hear me wrong today. But I believe if we would learn and disciple and discipline ourselves to come to God, not just when there's crisis, I believe there would be less crisis in our lives. When we truly understand the purpose for prayer. See, David prayed, not just when he was facing Goliath. Bible says he prayed morning, noon, and night. So that's what I'm trying to say today, church. Prayer is something that we do not when we're in trouble only. Prayer is something we do every day. See, I just believe this. The more we get to know God through prayer and studying the word, the more we get to know God, the more we get to know who we are. But for many people, their prayer life is basically a monologue. We, we pray, we, we, we make our requests known, we say what we want to say, and then we're out. Got to go to work, got to, and we understand you got to work. But prayer is not a monologue. Our pastor has taught us when you're around a group of people, and you are around people that are smarter than you, you ought to let the ones that are smarter do most of the talking. It works the same way in prayer. When you spend time with God in prayer, it's not just you doing all the talking. You go ahead and let God know what's on your heart. But when you are done with that, you need to just sit still in his presence so that he can respond. I'm just trying to help you today. It's a stone you've got to have in your bag. We've got to know how to communicate with our father, with our God. And all we do is communicate to him just like we communicate to each other. 
You don't have any problem talking to a best friend, do you? And you sure don't unload all, on, all the on that you want to say on your best friend and, uh, and then you leave. No, you want to hear what your best friend has to say because you know your best friend has your best interest at heart. And you only go to a best friend when you really need somebody to give you some wisdom and advice. Well, hello, that's what prayer is for. And then the last one, I'm doing good. Thank you, Father, for helping me. Aren't you glad I didn't have 10 stones? Aren't you glad she didn't ask me, what are your 10 stones? We'd still be here. But these are the five. Praise, humility, faith, prayer. And then the last one, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) See, because here's what you have to understand about David. The Bible says after he was anointed... The Spirit of God, I've saved the best for last. The Spirit of God came upon him, the Bible says, from that day forward. Church, can I tell you that may be what is missing? You may have the bag of prayer. You may have the bag, or excuse me, the stone of prayer in your bag, the stone of humility in your bag, even the stone of praise. But can I tell you the importance in these last few minutes that the importance of the stone of the Holy Spirit is? See, the Bible says that David went to that stream that day when he picked up those five smooth stones. The Spirit of God spoke to me. Those stones were smooth. In the Bible, the Holy Spirit is referred to as water. The Bible says, The Holy Spirit of the Bible, the Bible says of the Holy Spirit that he comes alongside you and I after we're born again to lead us and guide us into all truth. The Bible says that after we would receive the power, after we were received the power of the Holy Ghost, we would be his witnesses. You will be my witnesses. It's Acts chapter 2. After you receive the Holy Spirit, you would be my witnesses. So we know where our power comes from. It comes from the Holy Spirit. But not only that, listen to this. The Holy Spirit does not only come along to empower us. The Holy Spirit is resident inside of us, if you're born again, to purify us. To help make us into the person that God already sees. That water, those stones were made smooth because the water through time... That stream, a stream and a brook just has a slow, steady flow that just continually ran over those stones that caused for those stones to be made smooth. And all of the rough edges over time were smoothed out. So I've just come to leave this with you that the Holy Spirit, that's what he does. He'll smooth you out. Oftentimes... The problem that we deal with is not always the problem. Sometimes the problem, we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to smooth us out. We're not allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and in our lives and in our mind. The transforming of our mind by the renewing of the word. He wants to make what I'm trying to say. You've got to have that Stone of the Holy Spirit. Do you know him? I know you're saved, but do you know the Holy Spirit? Notice I said him. He's a person. 
If you don't know him, guess what? That's another bag. Or excuse me, that's another stone that's being put in your bag. Because we want to have the Holy Spirit's power. You can't parent without it. You can't be successful without it. You really can't. We cannot do this thing called Christianity without it. That's why we have him. So that he can lead us and guide us and empower us and help us. You know, Revelation, I didn't give them this scripture. I'll just read it to you. It's the last scripture I read. Revelation 21.7 says this. He who overcomes. That's really what I was talking about today. Seeing the giant fall in your life. That thing that opposes you to watch it come down. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. Can I just tell you before I take my seat that you and I have been called to overcome You and I have been called to see every giant fall that stands before us. You and I, church, have been called. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors in Christ. See, I believe this, church. The Bible makes it very clear that you and I are called to be overcomers. You and I are called to walk in victory. You and I have been called to walk in strength, His strength. You and I have been called to walk in his peace. Feel free to amen me at any point. In fact, I'm going to do that again. We are called to walk in victory. We are called to walk in strength. We are called to walk in peace. We are called to walk in his love. We are called to walk in his joy. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and we ask sometimes saying, well, I'm doing okay under the circumstances. Can I just tell you something today? You and I were never called to live under our circumstances. You and I have been called to live above the circumstances. See, we are not undercomers. We are over. That's done. I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm done. You received that today? You're an overcomer. Let's give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just say this? Say, thank you, Jesus, for helping me overcome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. We'll be dismissed. Aren't you thankful it's getting better? Aren't you thankful you came to church? If you're here today with you, I believe you'll never be the same again if you'll apply this word today. You know what to do now with everything that stands in front of you in your way. You know what you need and you know what you can have in your bag to defeat everything that comes against you. But can I tell you, None of that happens. You can't really be a praiser. You can't really be a person of prayer. Like I talked about today, if you first have not surrendered your life to Christ. 
See, the Bible says we overcome in Christ Jesus. We're more than conquerors in Christ. I'm out of time, but I, I want to just ask somebody. You got to make it personal right now. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've never surrendered your life to him, sir, ma'am, teenager, today is your day. You are given an opportunity to make Jesus Christ Lord if he's not already. You have an opportunity to see him move on your behalf and watch him begin to lead you and guide you and help you overcome anything that may be facing you in your life. I know life gets hard. That's why we need to have Jesus. That's why we need to know him, church. Now's not the time to just know about him. Now's the time you got to know him. If that is you, we are going to do a baptism next Sunday. And you know what? You could do you could receive Christ today and you could be baptized next Sunday. That's a pretty good deal. If you don't know him today, we're just giving you the invitation. And all you have to do, the Bible says, is confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord. He was risen from the dead. And you knew taken your sin on himself giving you new life. Your sins are forgiven. You've been made new, born again. If that is you and you would like to say, I need to do that today. I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. As we're dismissed, I want to invite you to come right down here. We want to be the first person to shake your hand and say, welcome to the family of God. We want to be a church home to you. You've got to be connected and planted in a good church. If that is you today, I want to invite you to come down now. You can pray to receive Christ today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. You don't know about tomorrow. Today. And you can be made new, born again in Jesus' name. Would you come? If you need prayer for any reason, church family, you can come for that as well. You are dismissed. We love you. We speak blessing on you. Thank you for being here. We look forward to seeing you Wednesday night. Guys, don't forget the Super Bowl party. Pastor Craig's house. We'll wait for you.